Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Our second scripture lesson this morning comes to us from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4, verses 12 to 23, which can be found on page 3 in the New Testament section of your pew Bible. Listen now to God's word. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fisher, I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As they went from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets and called to them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Dear God, we ask that as we gather this morning, as we gather together as people who have come from all different places this past week, places that might have been filled with joys, places that may have been filled with concerns. Perhaps we're not even sure what we are feeling this morning. But we ask, O Lord, that as we listen to your word, as we let your spirit enter into our lives, that we may hear the ways in which you are speaking to us this morning. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen. It is good to be back up in the pulpit this week. It was nice to have a little bit of a break last weekend to remember what it is like to sit in the pew and listen to someone else preach. But again, this morning, we continue then once again in a series of sermons that focus on the idea and the practice of discipleship. It's an opportunity for us to consider what it means for us to live and grow as a faith community here in Mahopak, here in Putnam County, and to grow as individuals who come with sets of unique skills, talents, and abilities. 
As I was thinking about the passage uh, for this morning, a, a classic novel, one that perhaps many high school students loathe in some ways. I don't know if they read it in high school, actually. But a classic novel came to mind after reading this passage. It's considered to be a pivotal work in the life of Ernest Hemingway, and that is The Old Man and the Sea. It's a story that tells uh, the, the life of, of an aged fisherman who desires to go out to sea once more in search of that big catch. This fisherman named Santiago uh, has had a bit of a stroke of bad luck. If 84 days without catching anything is bad luck, I'd say that's fair. That is unlucky. So he sets out once again into the Gulf Stream in search of a large fish. Throughout Hemingway's tale, we see the hardships, the trials of this old fisherman who desires to live in glory just one more time. Fishing is hard work. It requires constant vigilance. It requires also in Hemingway's tale a desire to pass those skills along as we find Santiago also teaching a young boy how to fish. And the thing that I find most intriguing about this tale is that we are never sure what we will find when we cast our nets out into the sea. But we can be confident, I believe, that as we cast our nets out into the sea that we won't be able to go back to that time, that time of our former glory, chasing after the tales of things that have been. You see, in that, I think there's something in the character of Santiago that resonates with ourselves. As people, we can probably look back. I think that's fair to say. We can look back at things with a longing heart. We might gaze back at our youth, our past successes, or abilities that we might not have any longer. And as a church, as a church community, a community of faith, we might look back at the times when we had more people in the pews, the times where we might have had more children, and the times we might have had other programs or activities going on that we might not longer host. There's something tempting to the idea that we can go back in time and reclaim some victory or golden era that happened long ago. Yet we know that life doesn't work like that. We know that often we find that the only thing we can do is cast our nets out on the other side of the boat with knowledge that something new will appear in due time. And that with enough time and enough work, something will fill our net once again. What starts this journey of casting our nets out for something new in the life of our own spirits and our church? Perhaps it's Jesus walking alongside the lake shore or by the sea, asking us to come and fish for something bigger than ourselves. Can you imagine what it must have been like to have been one of the first disciples? I mean, take a moment. Think about that. Place yourself in their position. 
You're doing everything you've been taught. You're doing what makes sense to you, something you've been trained to do. It's your craft. It's your skill. And then one day, this stranger appears saying, follow me. Does that sound crazy? I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I don't know. That'd be weird if one day someone out of the blue came and said, follow me. I imagine that those first disciples were perplexed, especially when this stranger told them that they would be fishing for people instead of, well, fish. (laughs) Yet here we are this morning Standing with Simon and Andrew and the other disciples, Jesus asks, as we begin the journey of mending and repurposing our nets for something new. Heading out into the unknown world that Jesus has called us to follow him into can feel like a pretty scary experience, especially if we feel like we haven't even figured out everything about ourselves. Because how can we follow if I don't even know what it is my heart is telling me. But in faith, we still go out and cast our nets in search of people, in search of something that goes beyond us, knowing that what we are doing will create a better community, a stronger community, and a more loving community that provides welcome, that provides compassion, that allows us to seek justice, love, mercy, and walk humbly with God. Perhaps we need to take a look at our nuts this morning and see what kind of shape they're in. Because maybe they're worn. Maybe the nets are worn and torn from the many battles we have put them through. There is the chance, though, that perhaps we are using the wrong tool altogether. And instead of using a a net that you would use for big fish, we're trying to use one of those scoopers that you use for a goldfish. Perhaps we're using the wrong tool. You see, we are good at going through the motions and relying on habits and practices that have kept us going for so many years. They're the things that have kept us living, surviving. I don't know if we could say thriving, but they have kept us going. Yet some of those same things might not work when Jesus comes a-knocking, asking us to transform what we have, transform our skills, our talents that we have to offer. Some of the things we might be using might not work. And so we have to look at them. This transformation or repurposing requires something, though. And that is a willingness to take a hard look at ourselves, to make room for something new. Because while Jesus calls us to go out and build an active community, he also asks that we do the complicated and the very uncomfortable work of tending to the worn-out portions of ourselves. The thing to note about fishing, the thing to note about discipleship, and the thing to note about what it means to grow as ourselves in body and spirit is that we can never return to the former days of glory. We can never return to the former days of glory. But that should give us hope. 
Because that means that if we can't return back, there's only moving forward. That means we can cast our nets in search of something new, mending our tools, our skills, and traditions, trusting that God is there moving with us. You see, there's this beautiful line in Hemingway's novel that comes from Santiago while he's out at sea, where he says, now is no time to think of what you do not have. Think of what you can do with what there is. So how will we use what we have? How will we use our nets, mending them? How will we use them with what we have? How will we repurpose ourselves, our church, so that we can sustain our vital outreach and, well, being people who were created in the image of God? On the outside, we're very good at noticing things we don't have. On the outside, it may not look like there is much to work with, but if we open our hearts, if we open our minds, if we allow our eyes to see, we would find that there are countless possibilities if we just let the Spirit of God show us the way. So ponder this day, this week, in what ways you might bring with you, whether it be gifts or talents, as we travel out to sea as the old church in search of casting our nets out for something new? What is it that you think will sustain us? Because there are many provisions that we could bring, and there are a multitude of tra- uh, traditions and keepsakes that we might want to bring as well. But the purpose of casting our nets out to sea is not to find what has been, but what could be. So my challenge for you this day is this. One, to think of what is one thing that you wish to mend as you, as we, go fishing. What is one thing you wish to mend as we head out to cast our nets once again? And two, what is one way that you can help cast this net this year? I know you're probably tired of getting my emails or my messages where I say, what is it that you want to do as a church? But let me tell you, it is all of us together casting our net out together that will help us truly see where it is God is calling us to be. We will find that as we continue to look at this exercise of discipleship, there is an overarching theme, and that theme is that Jesus comes and disrupts the status quo. And I hope that over the course of this year, we can continue to evaluate ourselves so that we may reform, reuse what may have been stagnant and make way for something that brings in new life with the Spirit of God. But this vision for what the church, what our church, what ourselves, what our journey together in spirit requires is a willingness to set aside our pride, set aside our hastiness, so that we may hear together where it is God is leading us. Because if we are willing and eager to go when Jesus says, follow me, and if we are willing to do the hard work of reassessing our times, our tools, our talents, we will have already taken the first significant step 
and allowing our hearts to cast that new vision for what it means to be the church and to be people who have been the hands and feet of Christ. But as I said before, it's something that requires all of us. This casting our nets, this search for a vision, this search for where it is God is calling us to be, cannot be done by one person. It can't be done by just the pastor. It can't be done by your hard-working members of session. It can't be done by just the deacons. It can't be done by the many more of you who come and participate. Because it is a group effort, a group effort that requires the buy-in, the true buy-in of all people as we seek to be faithful stewards and disciples who fish for the sake of something more than what the ordinary and the mundane aspects of life has to offer. That's why we come, right? That's why we have decided to follow or at least dip our toe or at least maybe dive in and search for something new and refreshing. Because there's something that this journey offers that the mundane and the ordinary aren't providing. So, are you ready? Because if we head out together into the vast sea where God is calling us, I believe there is something certainly worth fishing out if we dedicate ourselves to pursue it hand in hand together. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.